This episode is brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. And we're back here on the Raven Up podcast, talking about your first place Baltimore Ravens. What a big win that was this past Sunday night against the Cincinnati Bengals. Nice to get a win after those two tough games last year against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I think Joe Burrow really liked facing the Ravens when they didn't have like half of their starters last year. It's a different ball game when you have some healthy bodies out there who can make a big impact as we saw Sunday night. We're going to break down that win here on our episode today. We're also going to talk some latest news and injury updates. Had some good news in that department this week and just overall recently in general. And we're also going to look forward to the Giants game on Sunday. Greg Roman versus Wink Martindale. What a matchup that will be. And yeah, first place Baltimore Ravens. That feels good to say we're back here. And if you're new, be sure to follow on Twitter. It's at RavenUpPod on Twitter, at RavenUpPod. And be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode. Let's get right into it. To start out, to recap the game, I like looking at the box score, giving you guys some quick stats. So it wasn't a super pretty game, but hey, a win's a win. Lamar Jackson went 19 of 32. He threw for 174 yards. He had a touchdown and one interception. He led the team in rushing with 58 yards on 12 carries. J.K. Dobbins looked good. He chipped in for 44 yards on just eight carries. Uh, DuVernay and Kenyon Drake also uh, averaged six and a half yards per carry and eight yards per carry, respectively. The Ravens ran for 155 yards. I think that's their most, actually, maybe not, maybe the Dolphins game. But, yeah, one of their biggest games of the season in terms of rushing the ball. Um, Receiving-wise, it was mainly Mark Andrews and DuVernay. Mark had eight catches, 89 yards, and the only touchdown of the night for the Ravens. DuVernay, we'll get into this, but he was used all over the field. He had five catches for 54 yards, and then... No one else. Isaiah likely had two catches, one catch for Demarcus Robinson, Tylen Wallace, Prochet, and Kenyon Drake. Wasn't a huge night passing the ball, but guys got it done when they needed to. Defensively, nice games from Jason Pierre-Paul. He had a sack and a couple uh, batted balls at the line of scrimmage. Marcus Peters was all over the place making plays in the backfield. Had that nice sack on the weird Tyler Boyd, Philly Philly special trick play sort of thing. And Josh Bynes had a nice sack as well. Patrick Queen led the way with seven tackles and the nice interception. So it was great to see him make that catch. He had dropped one the past two weeks. Tough plays, but nice to see him get his hands on the football. And then Justin Tucker. Got to give credit to the special teams. He was four for four of the night, including a 58-yarder, which... Most coaches probably don't even trot out their kicker for a 58-yard field goal. Harbaugh sent Tucker out there. Tucker drills it. And then the game-winning 42- or 43-yard field goal just couldn't be more dead center. So overall, as I mentioned, wasn't a super um, productive or like super uh, in terms of box score numbers. Wasn't anything that really stood out. But, hey, they found a way to win especially at home. It seems like it had been forever since this team had won a close game, especially at home. I think it was five straight losses. And again, feels good to beat the Bengals, especially coming off of those two pretty rough games against them last year. 
A um, couple of quick thoughts here I'll break down. Offensively, as I mentioned, it wasn't Lamar's finest game. He did miss several throws down the field, and just from an accuracy perspective, he seemed a bit off all night. He missed those deep shots and just kind of wasn't hitting guys in stride for portions, uh, periods, portions of the game. But when it mattered most, he got his team in position to win the game. The Ravens got the ball back with uh, just under two minutes I think they had all three timeouts, and he had a couple of nice completions to Andrews, and then he had a nice like 20-yard rush that uh, set the Ravens up to win the game. So it wasn't his best game by far, but again, when it mattered most, he got his team, drove his team down the field against a pretty good defense, by the way. The Bengals' defense is really good, and Lamar did what he needed to do to get this team a win, and that's what elite quarterbacks do. So I'd love to see that. Uh, Andrews was just clutch all game long. No Bateman really hurts this Ravens offense and really makes them like, really, it's just relying on Mark Andrews. And again, they use DuVernay a lot. We'll break that down. But Andrews, everyone knows the ball's going to him when the Ravens need to pass the ball and still wound up with eight catches for almost 90 yards and a touchdown. Again, he came up really clutch on that last drive to get the Ravens in field goal range. Devin DuVernay, man, that guy is a weapon. He is showing this year that he's going to be a really valuable piece. He was playing the wide receiver one role Sunday night. When Bateman's healthy, he's obviously going to be the one. But DuVernay showing that he is valuable in this offense. They kind of used him in that Debo Samuel uh, mode where they had him line up in the backfield a little bit. They gave him a couple jet sweeps, some end arounds, getting him some screens. And I tweeted this out the other day, but... I think you got to get him at least like five, six, seven, eight touches a game. I am totally happy to give him a few carries, give him a couple screens, just manufactured touches close to the line of scrimmage because we know his speed is elite and just think Greg Roman used him really well the other night. He also did get loose for a potential deep touchdown where the Mar missed one of those throws. I do think he can be an effective down the field target, but especially with no Bateman, Right now, just get that guy the ball because the Ravens need more weapons after Mark Andrews and DuVernay looked really nice. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, he looked really sharp as well. I think that's as sharp as we've seen him back in three weeks. He is clearly still on a pitch count at this point. He was really effective in the first half, and then it seemed like in the second half he kind of just disappeared mainly because he wasn't on the field. So hopefully he's now played like three weeks, I think it is. Um, This will be his fourth game back, and I hope that he is very close to not being on a pitch count. I know the Ravens and their training staff are being really careful. They don't want to have any additional injuries, and they want to ease his way back in. But he's clearly shown that he looks pretty productive and effective. Um, First few weeks, he was a little slower, but he looked really good Sunday night. So I hope we get to see him. Uh, close to a full load on Sunday. The only thing that concerns me is they're going back up to New York, being on that uh, turf. We lost Kyle Fuller week one to an ACL, which is super unfortunate. And just that turf in general, it just seems like there's tons of injuries. So I can totally see the Ravens training staff being careful with Dobbins, especially on the turf. But he looks really close to being 100% and hope to see more opportunities for him. Also, speaking of injuries, nice to see Ronnie Stanley back. Man, I think it was like 31 of the past 32 games. Ravens fans know what he's been through, but really nice to see him back. He looked really sharp on that ankle, showing no bad effects from the multiple surgeries that he had. I think everyone got a little nervous when they saw him. Uh, I think, I guess it was the second series of the game. He was, you know, on the bench and, 
oh boy, you know, did he give it a go for one series and then the ankle was giving him problems or, you know, that's I'm sure what everyone was thinking, but really they just, it was a plan all along. They wanted him on a pitch count as well. So Patrick McCarry came in, actually played probably like twice as many snaps as Stanley did, but both of them held their own. Good to see Stanley back. Hope he can play closer to a full game on Sunday. I'm sure as we still see with J.K. Dalvins, he's on a pitch count. I'm sure Stanley will continue to kind of ease his way back in. I'm not fully expecting him to be out there for 100% of the snaps on Sunday, but hopefully he's closer to like 50% at least or three-fourths. Just interesting. This is the day and age that we're in, I guess, where guys are, you know, really being really careful coming back. But, hey, we know Stanley's, Stanley's been through it. And if he's close to 100% come middle slash late of the season, um, I think Ravens fans would take that. So on the defensive side of the ball, we got to give it up to Mike Mack and the Ravens defense. Mike Mack, listen, man, he took his lumps early on. He had some rough moments, deservedly so. The Ravens were playing pretty bad early on, but give it up to him and his defense. They only gave up uh, 291 yards total to the uh, Bengals. Bengals have a pretty good offense, by the way. Yes, they were missing T. Higgins, but that's a good offense over there. Only gave up, uh, where is it here, 190 passing yards, 101 rushing yards, so... Yeah, they played really well, and really what they were doing, they kind of were daring the Bengals to run the ball and beat them with Joe Mixon rather than Joe Burrow hitting guys deep. So Mike Mack really got settled in, came out with a good game plan, had a lot of two high looks, again, just daring the Bengals to run the ball. He'd much rather have Joe Mixon average five yards per carry than have Joe Burrow throw for 400 yards, and that's what we saw. So. Um, Ravens did give up some runs there, but it wasn't enough to beat them and just kept – Jamar Chase, T. Higgins when he was in there, Tyler Boyd in front of them all game long and made Burrow basically dink and dunk his way down the field. So love to see Mike Mack have some success. Really good games from Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters back in the secondary. Those guys are showing that when they're both healthy, healthy, they are one of the top cornerback duos in all of the NFL. Marcus Peters, just his energy and emotion out there is so important to the Ravens defense. And good to see Marlon uh, bounce back. He had a rough outing against Jamar Chase in that first game last year and played really well. I think Jamar Chase had like seven catches for a total of 50 yards. So really good game uh, for the Ravens secondary. Also great to see uh, Jason Pierre-Paul making an instant impact. He played a ton of snaps his first week. This was his second game with the Ravens, and he had a sack. He had two batted balls and just looked really solid. So really excited to see what he can continue to do as he gets more uh, in tune with the Ravens' defense and gets his legs under him. He looks really good out there. Um, so, yeah, overall, I mean, the Ravens did what they needed to do. They beat the defending AFC champions, the Bengals, did just go to the Super Bowl. They did just win the division, and the Ravens did what they needed to do to put themselves very early on in the season, but put themselves in the driver's seat in the AFC North. Yes, it's, again, really early, but, hey, always good to be in first place. Real quick, wanted to get into some quick injury updates and just latest news around the Ravens. I'm recording this Wednesday night, and earlier today we saw Tyus Bowser and David Ojabo both return to practice for the first time. They're both coming off of torn Achilles injuries. Ojabo tore his at his pro day in, I think that was middle of March, and then Tyus Bowser tore his Achilles the last game of the season last year against the Steelers, so both of those guys are working their way back, and good to get them back at practice. 
John Harbaugh did say in his press conference today he wasn't quite ready to roll out Bowser for this Sunday against the Giants. Now, if I had to guess, we probably don't see Tyus back this week, but that was really encouraging to see that he's pretty close to making his return. If I had to guess, maybe we see Tyus next week, and then Ojabo is probably a little bit behind that timeline. Maybe we see him in the coming three, four weeks. They're even, I think, have four more games before their bye. So I would think a couple weeks from now we might be able to see Ojabo. But speaking, we just talked about Jason Pierre-Paul. The Ravens kind of edge rushers, outside linebackers, are really kind of taking form between Odafe away, looking more like his rookie season self for the past few weeks, having him, having Jason Pierre-Paul, having Justin Houston, who had two sacks in the first two games, and uh, then he's been out with a groin injury. Having him come back, and then you add in Ojabo and Bowser, that's a pretty good group of uh, pass rushers who can get after the quarterback. And then you have Bowser, Ojabo, Odafe, who can also kind of drop in coverage a little bit and are super athletic pieces. So Ravens defense, man, I'm uh, taking stock in them. If you are a fantasy player and the Ravens defense is available, I would definitely pick them up, especially because their schedule looks pretty good the rest of the way. But uh, again, some more news here. Gus Edwards is back practicing. He came back last week. Mm, probably don't see Gus this week, but seems like maybe he is pretty close as well. He's been practicing. Uh, we did mention Browning Stanley. He made his return. He did miss practice today, but if I had to guess, the Ravens have been giving that first day back of practice. They've been giving those guys like Marcus Peters and Dobbins a day off, just trying to um, keep their load down and make sure they are good to go. The one uh, negative injury update is Rashad Bateman has not returned to practice. He did not practice all of last week with a foot injury and did not practice today. So unless we see him tomorrow, it's looking like we are not going to have Bateman out there versus the Giants on Sunday. Hope he can get back out there. He makes a really big impact for this offense and gives Lamar a much needed weapon. But we'll just have to wait and see. So let's get into our preview of the Ravens. Big time matchup. Giants are four and one. Ravens are three and two. Let's get into our preview for the game on Sunday. Ravens versus Giants on Sunday. Super Bowl 35 rematch. Ravens obviously got the better of the Giants in that game. And we're hoping the Ravens get the better of the Giants on Sunday. Going to be a big game. Giants are coming off a nice win over the Packers. They played them in london so they're coming back uh gonna be in front of their home fans who i'm sure are gonna be pretty fired up to cheer on a winning giants team which they haven't had the past couple of years so it's gonna be a good environment gonna be a big game and the ravens it's gonna be for them defensively it's gonna be the opposite of what they had to do last week as i mentioned earlier they were really determined to make the Bengals beat them by running the ball, making Joe Mixon have a big day. And what do the Giants do best offensively? It's running the ball. Saquon Barkley has looked really, really good to start the season, which, you know, I'm not going to be rooting for him on Sunday, but I have to be honest here. I have to say I've enjoyed watching Saquon uh, make his return to being one of the best running backs in football. The guy is super fun to watch. Again, I won't be rooting for him on Sunday, but I've enjoyed seeing him get healthy and he's looked really good. So the Ravens got to stop the run. They got to stop Saquon. Daniel Jones also hasn't been shy about using his legs. I think he's averaging like 5.5 yards per carry. 
he's like sneaky quick. He's a big guy. And yeah, the Ravens got to load the box. It's going to be a totally different game plan if I had to guess. Probably not going to see a ton of too high safety looks. Going to bring that other safety. Probably going to bring Chuck Clark down in the box. And they got to make Daniel Jones beat us with his arm. They don't really have many weapons thanks to injuries, unfortunately for them. It's kind of Darius Slayton, and that's really it at wide receiver. They have a bunch of other injuries that they're dealing with. So if I'm Mike McDonald, I'm doing the opposite of what he did last week. You're going to load up the box. Probably not going to blitz a ton again, but you're going to want to try to make Daniel Jones beat the Ravens with his arm. You're going to really try to limit what Saquon Barkley can do. He's a he's a big threat guy. You don't want to see him get loose for a 70-yard touchdown run, and the Ravens' run defense is going to be tested come Sunday. Um, Ravens have to keep getting pressure on quarterbacks. Again, we saw a really nice game from Jason Pierre-Paul. Odafe away has looked better and better, looking for those guys to – make an impact on Sunday. The Giants do have a pretty good offensive line, so it's not going to be easy. And then I didn't talk about this one yet. Marcus Williams is a dislocated wrist, I believe it was. He's going to be out for several weeks. He's on IR. So we're going to see a lot more of Geno Stone and Kyle Hamilton stepping up in his absence. Probably more Geno is going to be that like center fielder, high, deep safety. And then Kyle Hamilton might get used in more on that big tight end slot matchup one-on-one matchup at this point in his career I don't think Hamilton's quite ready to kind of be in that center fielder role I'm sure down the road that will be him but I think we're gonna see a lot of Geno Stone who has more experience in the system at this moment Um, on the other side of the ball Wink Martindale versus Greg Roman that's just gonna be crazy it's gonna be really interesting to see how the Ravens players are interacting with Wink no nothing bad or anything happened but um, just interesting. Wink was a great coordinator here in Baltimore for, I think it was four years. That last year, obviously things did not go his way, but the Ravens had so many injuries. And Wink was a really likable guy. He's a fiery guy. He's going to be fired up. And you know he wants to beat his former team on Sunday. You know he's going to blitz the crap out of the Mar Jackson. I think the Giants blitz it's like 40% of the time. So they get after the quarterback. We all know that. The Ravens, they know Wink. Wink, he knows the Ravens. He knows Lamar. The game's going to be about who can make the the right adjustments. So can the Ravens make Wink and the Giants pay if they run some of those cover zero blitzes? The Dolphins did some of that when the Ravens played them earlier this year, and Lamar kind of torched them. So it'll be interesting to see how, how the two teams match up. Earlier, we talked about Rashad Bateman. If he doesn't play, we are going to need another big game from Devin DuVernay, and we're going to need Dobbins to step up again as well. I really think Mark Andrews at this point kind of gets his. He's going to probably have five, six, seven catches, probably going to be close to like 70 to 90 yards. That's just kind of his average uh, recently. Uh, But we need other guys to step up, especially if Bateman's out. So I want to continue to see DuVernay get the ball in creative ways, give him a couple carries a game, get him some screens, give him just uh, design touches because the Ravens are going to need playmakers without Bateman. And then I want to see Dobbins, as we talked about, be closer to that full, uh, full slate of plays, get him the ball. He looked really good and make life easier for Lamar. Also going to be looking for Ronnie Stanley. Can he play close to a full game? That would be great. If so, he looked really good when he was out there Sunday night. Hopefully he can, again, just 
be himself out there. He looked like himself. And with the offensive line playing pretty well, when you add in Ronnie Stanley, that's a pretty good offensive line if he can be himself out there. Ben Powers has held his own at left guard. Tyler Lindenbaum has been really good at center. Uh, Kevin Zeitler has just been steady at right guard. And Morgan Moses, um, yeah, he's done. He's been fine. You haven't heard his name much, which is what you want for offensive linemen. The Ravens don't have any, like, at this point, I would call them dynamic like Pro Bowl, All Pro caliber linemen. I think Tyler Lindenbaum will probably be that in a couple of years. But at this point, they're all just like solid, doing their jobs. Lamar hasn't gotten sacked a ton, and hey, that's what they need. Uh, also on Sunday, need the Ravens to take care of the ball. Lamar has, I think, five interceptions in six or no five games. So he's got to tone that down. He missed the the one throw on Sunday night. He just sailed. I think he had Demarcus Robinson wide open and just sailed a throw. So we're going to need to see him taking care of the ball. And the Ravens' defense, they have forced quite – I think they're tied for first in the NFL and forced turnovers. So they can turn Daniel Jones over. Uh, typically, he's been really turnover prone. So far this year, he's done a much better job. But they can get some pressure around him, cause a forced fumble or two, or have a nice strip sack, or maybe have a couple interceptions would be big for the Ravens on Sunday. So here's my prediction. Come Sunday, I think we see a 23-13 to Ravens win. I think the Ravens are still trying to click on all cylinders offensively. I think they do enough. I don't think it's going to be a huge offensive showing. Again, not having Bateman kind of tones things down from the Ravens in terms of what they can do with passing the ball, but uh, I think they do enough, and I think we see a good showing from the defense. I think Mike McDonald is gaining more experience. Players are getting more comfortable in his system, and I think the Ravens would do enough. I'm sure Saquon Barkley will get his, but I think they're going to do a good job of limiting Saquon and forcing uh, Danny Dimes, Danny Jones, to beat him with his arm, and I just don't think the Giants have the guys to do that. I think Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters match up really well against their wide receivers, so I think that's going to go a long ways in helping the Ravens win on sunday so that's gonna do it for our episode this week guys appreciate you listening hope to get an episode out i missed one last week but what i realized is i'm just doing an episode after each ravens win so hopefully the ravens keep winning i'll keep cranking out these episodes hope they have been helpful for you hope you've been enjoying them if you have been and you're still listening rate this podcast five stars if you don't mind that helps more people find out about it thanks so much Hope you have a great day whenever you listen to this, and let's go Ravens.